Hi, I'm Donna Tatro and welcome to Kids Under Construction. My guests today are two working parents who were just like you and me. Well, maybe not exactly like you and me. Mark Paul Gossler has been in front of the camera as a model and actor since the age of five. You know him from the iconic TV show Saved by the Bell, and more recently, he stars in ABC's Mixed Dish. Catriona Gossler is an advertising executive who is Mark Paul's wife, and together they have two gorgeous children, Decker, who's a kindergartner, and their younger daughter, Lachlan. So Kat and Mark Paul, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks, thanks for having us. So Kat, what's so funny is that we were together at Halloween. I mean, at school, one of the biggest gatherings at school, that's when we met just last Halloween. And we were talking, having so much fun, finding out that our boys are buddies at school. My Jackson with your Decker. And yeah. Jackson loves him. And really misses him. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I want to talk to her more outside of school about parenting and just get out of the chaos of Halloween. And so I'm so happy that you're here. And I wanted to talk to you guys first about how are you doing right now with this quarantine, just like day to day? How's it going? Uh, well, it's, what are we, week nine? <laughs> um, I don't even know. You know how it is like every day. And that's like the general feel of it, right? Every day is like Groundhog Day. I mean, it is, you wake up and you're like, oh, right. Yeah. This isn't a bad dream. We're doing this. Um, <laughs> our schedule hasn't deviated really for the past nine weeks though. Yeah. We're, we're, we're up every day at the same time and we go to bed every night at the same time. <laughs> I mean, we, we have a very disciplined schedule, uh, not only with ourselves, but our kids as well. Um, not that we plan that. It just kind of works it out works, that way. It works better for us, I think, that way. Because we're homeschooling, Decker, um, mm. obviously. And so, and him being in kindergarten, it's really hand-holding the entire day. Um, so everything that he has to do, it's not like we can say, okay, write that assignment or, you know, this is... We're, yeah, it's we're not, reading everything to him. Yeah, it's not follow the directions, Decker, and we'll talk to you in a few hours. It's literally us parent, parenting slash teaching um, slash being the you know PE instructor. Uh, we're, we're, we're wearing all the hats. Um, but uh, what helps us is just being sort of Consistent. having a rigid schedule that we adhere to since the very beginning. Yeah, that's really interesting because I really believe in routine and schedules and kids really thrive on it because they feel that security and stuff. But the fact that you do have Decker in kindergarten is so different from like what I have fourth or fifth and sixth graders who literally can go on to the Zoom, go on to their schedule. And I, I don't have to really teach them. I mean, right. they'll come for questions and things like that. But so how is it for Decker? Like when you have to teach and if, if he's like, yeah, I'm not really into this right now. I need a break because little kids need a little more breaks and, you know, 20 minutes is fine. And then a break and stuff. So how is Decker dealing? He's, I mean, he's pretty good. I feel like he's like us in that he has this built-in resilience. Like he just knows like, this is what I got to do. This is what everyone's doing. And we talk like that. It's like all, you know, all your buddies are doing this and he sees them every morning at eight 30 for his morning meeting with the teachers. Um, so I think that stimulates him, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it is a struggle 
like now we're going to move to math. Now we're doing reading and this is what we're doing today. And, you know, so we get the basics done. We, yeah. yeah, It's interesting though, because he, I think being a kindergartner, obviously he's just started his, his yeah. uh, journey in, in, in school, but he actually likes the work. He, 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 yeah. he likes math. Uh, that's the first thing that he, he wants to do in the morning. He likes the reading. He loves his teachers. Um, the one, I mean, there's only one subject that when we have to do, he kind of gives a bit of a moan and a little bit of anxiety behind it, but it's writing. Yeah. Um, okay. Just because, you know, he has to kind of come up with stories and he, he's like, I, I've told you all my stories and I don't want to write about my stories. Um, but for the most part, like he enjoys school, which um, I think- You were lucky. Yeah, we're lucky, but it's also a testament to the school that we're going to. So we, we feel blessed to be able to go to that school. Uh, but he's made it easy for us because we've heard some, from some of our other friends where their kids aren't as motivated and, uh, it's a little harder to get them to, you know, to, to grind out the work, uh, throughout the day. But he, he's, he's a good, he's a good student. student. Yeah. 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 I've heard from my mom friends, you know, like my kids on strike this afternoon, <laughs> we're not getting anything done. Like, <laughs> And we'll send like the KB moms will send pictures around, like, this is what we wrote about today. So it's, we're all in it together and, you know, we're, we're helping each other out and everyone's, and so it's nice to have those community. Yeah. Like that community to be like, all right, good. Like, it's not just us that is having oh, a struggle yeah. or, you know, um, yeah. Kindergarten's a tough age. And then we have a preschooler. So we're keeping her busy while he's got his stuff he has to do. So I think that we just, we interchange that way. Um, so then you two are really going back and forth all day long during the school day. It's, it's legit teaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot. Tell me about how then you, at the end of the day, kind of find your sanity. What do you guys do <laughs> as a family? <laughs> Sorry to laugh. Sorry to laugh at that, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, it makes one cry at times, like trying to find <laughs> totally, sanity. Totally. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, there, there was a great uh, meme out a few weeks ago that we we, we saved. And I'm gonna I'm 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 paraphrasing it, but it was like cleaning the house during this current environment with the kids there at home is like brushing your teeth with Oreos. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you're never gonna get it the way you want it. It's just a mess, um, and it's it's true. At the end of the night, I mean, we again we we try to adhere to our schedule. Um, but we put the kids to bed at seven 30. It's roughly lights out at eight and we have an hour and a half to two hours to ourselves where we try to watch our show. Uh, yesterday we, yeah, we have a few cocktails. <laughs> oh yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, but that's it. We usually have about no more than two hours, uh, because we, we, they're up early, they're up early and we want to be ready for them in the morning. Yeah, and what and and besides the cocktails, are you guys doing any kind of fitness? What's your family fitness look like to get something out? We are we are big Peloton uh, fans. So we will you will tell people what Peloton is in, in case they don't know what it is? Well, you're better. Yeah. Yeah. So Peloton is a company that they I think they're most well known for their uh, stationary bikes that have a um, a screen on it that you can uh, basically stream. Um, some, sometimes live, uh, workout sessions with other uh, instructors, uh, they have a huge on-demand library where you can pull up a workout from five minutes to 90 minutes. Um, and then 
they expanded to make treadmills uh, and also have a great app where you could actually do, you know, bodyweight workouts and yoga, yoga and meditation. meditation. Um, so it's just like a whole community that's basically online. Family Peloton. Yeah, family. We've actually done a family Peloton where the kids were working out with us, not on the bike, but on yeah, the floor exercises. Um, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And for us, it's, 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 she, we have a treadmill that she uses the app on and I have the bike. Uh, and it's, it's been our only way of really, you know, getting out uh, <laughs> a lot of frustration and yeah. uh, energy that, that, uh, doesn't come out when you drink. Yeah. Well, we're also, <laughs> we're also, I feel like we're working out more because and I've heard a lot of people in this situation are really, we've heard people, right. That are losing tons of weight. I, I think yeah. it's again, because we are staying home and we don't have outside influences to pull us away again we say okay from three to five whatever it is we're working out you know you you take a half hour i'll take a half hour uh and and we're switching off um so yeah we've been we've been sort of very disciplined well because it's our only it's our time like i i actually feel um like entitled to that time now where before it's like where do i fit it in okay, I didn't get it done today, but now I'm like, no, no, I'm taking my half hour. Like, even if I just sit in the gym, I don't get like by myself. That's, you know, that's a luxury. So. Oh, I totally hear you. Cause normally yeah. I'll find any excuse I can <laughs> to not exercise. But now I make sure that my husband puts the heater on the pool because yeah. I like going into a nice pool that's heated and that's where I kind of do my exercise. And so I insist on it. And so I get that. It's like you really have to like help yourself and get that space for yourself. So you know what I want to talk to you about is kind of this re-entry into society now. I mean, our kids are not going back to school now, of course, but in the fall, if we're looking forward and then trying to get into back into society, I worry about how they're going to re-enter. Like, is, is this going to be an anxiety kind of driven way that these kids are thinking, well, I'm afraid to get COVID or I shouldn't be touching that. I mean, like when I have food come in, we have this protocol where we put it on the counter and we wipe it down and the kids aren't around and blah, 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 blah. But I try to make it like it's just kind of natural and not like crazy fear mongering. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, are you worried about this for our young kids? I mean, they had it like slap their whole life changed. Right. Do you, do you guys fear for that? I have kind of, I fear for that. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about that reentry. Yeah. Yeah. We feel, I mean, we've talked about this. We, we, uh, one thing you don't want to create is someone who has issues of contact. OCD. OCD. Yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of things that, that could come from having these conversations that we're currently having in society. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we try not to, we try not to talk about COVID-19. We don't say that word. We don't say coronavirus. We try not to, to tell them that, you know, well, I don't think they know that but there's people they, that, have, that have died from it or that you could die. Um, you yeah. know, we're, we're very sensitive to that. But yeah, I think when we introduce them again, I mean, it's, it'll be a little difficult because we're now practicing things that, uh, yeah. you know, wiping down certain surfaces that we never used to do that. I never used to go onto an airplane 
and wiped down all the surfaces that I'm sure now. You didn't? You did. Well, you I, always I, did. I, 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 I did it secretly, but I, I'm going to be very, you know, be very vocal about it right yeah. now. Um, but even if we go to a restaurant, I mean, we never thought of wiping down menus. We never thought of like wiping down no. the surface area there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're well, going to start taking precautions, but. I, I think for the re- what I'm worried about with the re-entry is that, so our preschooler will be in kindergarten at Lawrence next year. Congratulations. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. they'll, both be, they'll be first grade in kindergarten. That's awesome. I worry about the separation anxiety uh, more than anything because they've been home with us. There's so little and they think this is school now and this is great. I get mommy and daddy and like daddy's home and this is great. Like we're all together. So Again, trying to have your child leave for, you know, six hours a day, you know, it's, it's tough. We just got through it with Decker and now yeah. we're, I feel like we're going to be doing this again um, because they're so used to being with us. So and they're so young. Like you said, that's the thing. I yeah. mean, very young children. Now, I mean, look, Mark, Paul, you have your older children. Talk about how they're feeling right now. And do you worry, like, are you as worried for their reentry, or do you feel like, uh, they can handle it? How, like, how do you feel about your older kids? Yeah, it's interesting. They have a different, uh, um, perception of like what it's all, they, they feel like they're never going back to school. I mean, we just had this conversation with, uh, my older son and, and I said, you know, when you go back to this, back to school in the fall, he's like, wait, what? what? I'm going back to school. Like, yeah, at some point you are going to have school again. I mean, you're, you're going to be, uh, w- whether it's um, remote or you're actually going on campus, you're, you're still going to school. You're not, you're not getting out of school. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> he sighed, but um, yeah, I think they're, they're a little, they're a little more conscious of, of, you know, of, of yeah. the protocol of social distancing and, and making sure that they, they they don't, you know, touch their faces and, and touching certain surfaces. Um, but I always feel it's harder to tell a child, like, don't grab the handrails. You know, when you're going down an escalator, don't grab the rails. Uh, don't touch your face. You know, it's like, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to be that type of parent before this. And I certainly don't want to be that type of parent after, but it, you know, that might have to be the new normal, which is. Uh, yeah. It's sad. Right. It's just sad. Yeah. I mean, it's a bummer because I feel like when I, when they do go back to school, it's, it's like, well, the desk may be six feet apart, so remember that. And it's almost like we have to re-educate them about how to be in the world, but not scare them. So that's like this whole new hurdle in parenting that we're going to have to deal with. I want to talk to you a little bit about now your backgrounds and your how you were raised, both of you, and how that may have impacted how you parent, which we'll get into, but I'd love to hear about your backgrounds in growing up. Yeah, well, sorry, me. I, so I grew up in England um, my, with my younger sister and my parents are both Scottish. So I was born and raised in England till I was 12. And then uh, my dad was transferred to Canada, to Montreal. So we moved, we immigrated to Canada when I was 12, which is which is a rough age to leave friends and start, um, middle school. Um, so it was just all different. Um, but looking back, definitely the best experience and where we are today, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a, um, it was a great move. It was a good choice, but at the time 
I did not like my parents for doing that to me. And, <laughs> right. um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I grew up in, I grew up in Canada and then, um, I, uh, my parents later moved to the U S um, and I, I was in university at the time. So I stayed and went to McGill. I was in Montreal and, um, yeah, but I had a very tight knit family, my mom, my dad, and my sister, and we were tight knit probably more so because we immigrated together and we had no, we have no other family in North America. Everyone else is in Scotland and England. Oh, wow. So everyone, aunts, uncles, cousins, everyone. So I think that just brings you closer together. Um, you know, as a, as a, you know, as a family learning a new country and all that kind of stuff. So I have, I have very strict Scottish parents who, um, uh, who, yeah, who treated my sister and I, I mean, they're the best. We have a very, very tight um, relationship. Um, but we certainly didn't get away with anything and, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, so we had chores and we were, you know, all it's that. Funny, it's funny you say that because I, I know them, you know, I've known them for the past 10 years and, uh, I don't see them as strict. <laughs> well, now, yeah, now they're I, not I, as strict. I don't see okay. them as you know, yeah, I, I think they let their grandkids do whatever they want. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the strict and the discipline and all that, I don't, I don't ever see that. Yeah, it's so strict. I think they're just, um, we, we respected them as, as authority, as parents. And, um, you know, I was trusted everything they told us to do kind of thing. So I feel like there was a, we, I have that, I feel it's, you know, a European upbringing where, um, yeah, you respect that authority. There are boundaries, um, you know, etiquette, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I see it that way and that it's not as loose and playful as maybe, you know, a, a U.S. or, or, you know, sort of what we're, what we fringe on here. Okay. So, yeah, that was, that's like the difference I see is like, oh, I wouldn't get away with that if I was, you know, when I was a kid. Um, okay. And then Mark Paul too. He was raised by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my parents were also immigrants uh, from Holland, um, and I was the only one born here out of my four siblings, uh, or uh, my my three siblings. Sorry, there's four of us. Um, my three siblings. I was the only one born here in the states. Um, but I still I had the same sort of upbringing as as Catriona, where my parents um, were very loving. But there was there was a, a, an authority figure, uh, and and they were authoritative. You know, it's I I, I respected them, um, I loved them, but uh, I would never cross them. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, okay, yeah. You know? And and they never had to lay a hand on me. It was literally a look. But I I absolutely one hundred percent trusted everything they said. But you would use that word trust, and it was like. Yeah. I trust my parents and I, I felt very safe. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely had to abide by their rules. That That's interesting. My, my upbringing is very similar to yours, but I grew up here, but you know, strict ish. Um, I had a bit of a, a fear of, of my mother <laughs> that if I didn't do the right thing, <laughs> like you know what I'm mother. saying? But I think now that has changed. Parenting has changed. But interestingly, um, just so you know, as we move on to this next kind of portion of the podcast, I want you to know this is like the safest place to just talk about parenting style. There's no judgment. It's what we do. It's whatever works for our family. And I feel like I have like expectations, but I, I allow a voice and I think it's a balance. But I, I definitely think that there is this helicopter parenting that's happening in our 
world. And this also this kind of frivolous kind of the child can kind of be in control. Um, and I think that it's actually a detriment to our children and it's not judging to any other parent. Every person, every child and parent has a different background and different, but I wonder how you come in on parenting styles. I mean, you can be authoritarian, you can be passive. I wonder how are you raising your children? Well, I think if you compartmentalize it or put it into a graph or you know, <laughs> on a chart, we would have a little bit of everything, I feel. I mean, yeah, that's why I talk about that fringe. It's like we know what we know, but now we live in a different world, you know, and so it's, you know, it's tough that way. So I think we have the same thing. We have expectations, um, about their behavior and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and in a restaurant, how we're going to act and that kind of thing. So that's what I would say is strict compared to other families who just, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, no, gong, we, it's a gong show. We have friends who never say no to their kids. Right. We um, I do that. too. Uh -huh. we, we definitely say no to our kids. Yes. And it's okay. And <laughs> <laughs> we definitely say no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, we, we, we look at it this way. Um, our children are, uh, they're, they're, they are their own little people. Um, but in our house, we are the, the, the center. We're the core. My, uh, Catriona and I are at the center of this household. And when th they're, they're living in our, we're not living in their house. <laughs> right. we're, not living, we're not living in their environment. They're living in our environment. Now, they're allowed to say things. We would never tell them to shut their mouths or you don't, you don't get a say in this. But we also have to do what we think is right for them. And they have to trust us that we're making these decisions on their best behalf. Mm -hmm. um, so there has to be this sort of thing, like, and I talk about this with my parents, is that I, I did trust them. And if they said, don't cross that street, I would say, okay. I have to trust you. You know better than 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 me of why I can't cross that street. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of parenting styles. It just doesn't work for us. But I see a lot of parenting styles where they'll say they'll explain it for everyone. Yes. Or like it's and a negotiation. It's like or, a negotiation, yeah. or make sure that you get that thing that you want. Um, that just doesn't yes. work for us. It, 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 there's there's now listen. We do bribe our kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's certain small things, things, but yeah. for the most part, yeah. I mean, the majority of the time, there we we definitely expect our kids to trust us and to listen to us and you know um, follow in with with how we're we're living our lives. Yeah, well, how um, we're gonna you yeah, know we're, gonna we're disciplined, and I would I, it would be weird for yeah, us to, to not yeah. have kids that weren't uh, disciplined. Like we like to wake up at a certain time. It'd be weird to have kids that just wake up whenever they wanted to and you know, had their rooms be a mess for no apparent reason. I mean, it's fine to make a mess of your room, but clean it up. Now it's time to clean up. And we make, a, 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 you know, a thing of cleaning up your rooms and, 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 and whatnot. But it wouldn't, it would be weird for us to like, well, that's your room. You can do whatever you want. And, you know, you want to paint on the walls or you want to, you want to, you know, uh, never clean your bathroom or, you know, and I'm talking about the older kids as well. Um, you know, we, we have expectations. We, we have expectations. That's what we always do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's interesting because that's very far away from your character, Mr. in Mixed Dish. <laughs> Where, yeah, 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 totally. That's why it's hilarious. Which which is, you know, which is interesting to me. It is hilarious. And which is interesting to me because there is this part of me, before I was a journalist, I was a teacher. So I'm very much into like the child's voice and hearing them, but with the parameter of the expectation. And so how do you let your kids really be who they are in their core, their voice within the expectations? Because your character wants them to be, be who they are supposed to be, right? On right. Mixed Dish. So right. talk about, that. that is a balance. Allowing a child, you know, instead of the helicoptering that is, you must be this way, you must do this, you must do this, you must become this. How do you allow that person to evolve to be who they are supposed to be? The only thing I can say is that we 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 have expectations, but we're not rigid. Yeah, we expose them to a lot of things. So it's, it's not a, we're, we're fluid. Yeah, in, in different right, environments so or different situations. It's not like you know. My parents used to say this. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's my way or no way, or, you know, it's like, it, it, well, my way or the highway, my way or the highway, <laughs> my way or the highway. Uh, right. you know, uh, don't ask, don't ask why. Uh, cause I, I, cause I said why, you know, it's like, I, I said so, so that's, you know, the, the way it's gotta be. Um, we would never say that. I mean, we, we always say this and you always say this, if you know better, you do better. Um, we, we, we helicopter it sometimes. Yeah. We've well, lawn mowered it sometimes. Because of their age, too. I mean, it's like parenting at different ages is a different thing. True. Right? It's hard not at six and five not to be on them like, okay, this is what we're doing, you know. But I think it's right. how we live our lives. We're not we're not so rigid that we can't adopt other uh, thoughts or other um, um, yeah, methods of, 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 of parenting or living our lives. Um, yeah, I feel like exposing them and giving them experiences and things like that is, is that's how we kind of see like, who are they going to be? What do they like? We tried baseball. We tried soccer. Oh, you know, daddy loves baseball, but you don't have to be a baseball player. You can like soccer. And, but you know, it's we like, also say you have to play baseball until you get into middle school because that's a different, it's a, we want them to understand. There's no quitting. Sports. Yeah. We don't quit. Um, we, we finish. But once you get to middle school, it, it becomes less about the experience of being around your friends and having fun and it becomes more competitive and sometimes you won't have a competitive child. So we've said you, you have to play a team sport until middle school and then they can kind of pick and choose what they want to do. Um, so that, you know, it, it, so yes, we are rigid to so a point that we believe in sports yeah, to be, but less. then at a certain point, we're also like, go ahead and, you know, make your own decisions. And so I, how do the kids, how are the kids relating to that? How do they seem to get on board? Like I know with my kids, I'll say, yeah, you, if you're going to do this sport, then you've got to finish it through the season. But then mm -hmm. if you want to switch out, you can switch out and there's that fluid, you can move around through it and expose yourself to more. Do you think kids know better than we know about what they want? <laughs> and what they're good at and what they feel comfortable at? Uh, that's an interesting right. question. Yeah, because I see with baseball, right? I mean, Decker just started coach pitch um, and then season cut short. But, um, you know, if he's frustrated by it, it's because he's young. And so he's got to stick it out to understand that once you start hitting, you're going to love it. 
you know, and if he doesn't, then he doesn't, but it's almost like having them see it through. And that's where they need our guidance and our trust, but like, try this and you'll love it. And you know, if it's a struggle, then. But a, but, but sometimes a gentle push is, is good, you know, it, it, to, to continue to push them because a lot of the times, um, you know, anxiety comes from fear of the unknown. Like they just, like, I, I can't do this. My, my mom used to say all the time, it's like, can't is not a word. Like we were never allowed to say can't. Right. Uh, you were never allowed to quit. So yeah, I mean, there's sometimes, I don't know if I know better, but I just know that if they just get over that hurdle, that it'll be better for them. Um, so it's a fine line. You know, you don't want to push too hard because then that can cause, uh, you know, issues. Um, Especially at this age, because you don't want, you don't want them to not like something and be, you know, and not try it again, ever again. So yeah, it's a, like, it's how a many times has Decker said, I don't want to play baseball today. And you're like, no, you're going to, we're going to go. And then he goes and he has an amazing he so time. Fun. He's yeah. like with a huge smile at the end of the game and, and, you know, wants to play again uh, the next day. But it was that, that anxiety at the beginning of the day that, that, you know, we had to push and we had to make sure that it, that it wasn't coming from a, uh, a, a place that wasn't productive for him. Well, and that's so interesting that you say where it's coming from and that you said the gentle push, I usually say the gentle nudge. It's just like, just, just go a little bit, just go a little bit. And also not, I can't, but I can't yet. And that is an important word yet because they're always like, oh, I can't do this or I, I'm not, you know, I suck or whatever they want to say. And so, yeah, I think it's knowing your kid, knowing and, and kind of being flexible with them. So I, I I really appreciate that. It sounds like you two have really educated yourselves about parenting. I mean, I talk to a lot of parents. I talk to a lot of experts as a parenting journalist, and I've studied this for a long time. And it seems as though you are very much educating yourself through this process of parenting. Yeah, I feel we've been doing it for a while. I've been in um, my stepchildren's lives since they were six and four. So they've lived with us, um, you know, I've been in my life for 10 years. And before that, and I used to, years ago, nanny and, you know, when I was in high school. Oh, and stuff. So really? kids were just like a natural, you know, thing for me. I love kids. And that was one of the big draws of, you know, seeing Mark Paul being a father and, um, you know, the way he was. I mean, he's excellent. It made me fall in love with him and the kids. Oh. And so it was all like, yes, I love, you know, this is great. Like kids were a bonus. So yeah, for 10 years, we've been navigating, you know, they're 16 and 14 now, um, and we have a a six and a five-year-old. So we're almost like we're doing a second run. Yeah. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) We certainly have. Such different kids, though. Yeah. Very different kids. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. But we also certainly don't have any of, uh, like, all all the answers. But when we have, when we get stuck in certain um, situations, um, we've, we've sought, we, we've reached out, we've, we've gone to get help. Yeah. And, uh, one of our, Love it. One, one, one of our, um, not one of our therapists, our only therapist, but Dr. Charlie Sophie, uh, has been our therapist for, for many years and he's helped us in many situations. Yeah. Navigate. And, you know, it, we, we are never too proud to say we, we don't know oh, yeah. and we need help. And how do we get out of this? And, 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 and just to, just to have another point of view has helped us so much uh, in, in this journey. 
I think that's amazing that you share that. And I feel the same way. Whenever I need help, I absolutely reach out. And I think though that a lot of parents don't feel like they can do that. So for you to say that to me is huge because I feel like you're opening up this door to say, look, you know, we might have these cliches that, you know, no parent is perfect or whatever, but deep down, you're always guilt or you're thinking, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to mess them up? What am I doing? And the right. fact is, is we don't know. So for you to say that to, uh, can you talk to encouraging people to seek out help and how it has benefited you? Because it has benefited me. That's one of the reasons I'm this parenting nerd. I go out and research all I can about parenting, but talk to that because I think that's really important for parents to hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll never, uh, you know, if somebody says, oh my God, I read this great book about parenting, people will pick it up. They have no problem doing that. But if you say to them, you know what, go see this guy or this woman and get some advice. Oh, I can't, I can't talk to somebody. That's not, I'm not, that's not my thing. Yeah. Um, well, we're also such a type people that we're like, okay, we're, we're, how do we solve this? What, what should we do? Like love we're on it. it. We don't just kind of let it dissolve or like the problem's going to go away. We're like, very proactive. So we're on it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to discuss it. We're going to get a game plan. We're going to try things. And that's like how we roll with everything is not only with our kids, we've rolled with it in our relationship. You know, it's like a a, a marriage is another thing that's very fluid. There's ups and downs and, and there's been times where we need help. I don't, we don't have the answers. And so we reach out. We, we absolutely, I mean, that, that, that is, uh, yeah, that's what keeps it healthy and, you know, and conflict free and, you know, all of that. So we're big believers in, in therapy and, um, yeah, just, you know, our, our situation of having four kids and a blended family. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of ages. There's, you know, Donna, you, had, hit, you had, hit on the head though, when you said guilt at the end of the night. <laughs> So like, we sometimes get into bed and we're just, we'll just sit there and just, you just have to shake your head of, boy, did I really screw them up today? I mean, it's <laughs> no, like, totally. did I, parenting is, is the hardest job in the world. I mean, it really, really is. I, I, it's, it's, um, it's full time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's full time. There's, there's, there's just so many different ways and methods and it's, it's constantly changing. Um, and you, ha- we have to evolve as, as, in our relationship, we have to evolve with our relationship with our kids. Our kids are changing every day. Uh, you know, we have a 14 year old uh, girl and her hormones, and my son, he's 16 and his hormones. And, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a battle every day. It's a great battle, though. And it's something that we've, we've you know, we, we get so much joy out of. Um, and, and, and yeah, if it was easy, then you don't, you're not going to get joy out of it. Right. Like it's like, it has to be the highs and the lows and the, you know, just in it and loving it. So yeah, in it, in it deep and knowing that I, what I like to do for myself is just to say when I've screwed up, like if I've done something that I know is probably not a good thing, I'll, I'll say to myself or I'll tell the boys I'm trying my best. I'm not perfect. I'm trying yes. my best. Sorry, I messed up. I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, try better. And I think it's actually good to model it for kids so that they don't feel that they have to be perfect human beings totally. either. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I like the whole mental health 
um, really incorporating it into the parenting because we are not creating robots. We are not creating people who are perfect and they need to know that we're not perfect. Their parents are not perfect. And right. so, um, I, I really love that. I think that's a gift. I, I, I feel like your kids are feel it. I, I love that. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your career, mister. So you were just about to start the taping of the reboot. Yeah. And what happened? You had just wrapped up Mixed Dish. Where are you now? And how do you see production going forward? Um, well, we were fortunate enough that Mixed Dish ended the Friday before the Friday we all got locked uh, down. Um, that week prior, uh, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was in... Uh, rehearsals for the reboot they had been filming since january um but because i was on mixed dish i was going to come on after and just film all my parts uh towards the end of the production so they're really waiting for me to basically finish their production and um unfortunately this all happened so we've we've been put into a hold um and we have about three more episodes of the saved by the bell reboot um to finish um, when we go back into production, there's been talks, uh, ranging from possibly September to possibly moving productions. And I'm not saying specifically for Saved by the Bell or Mixed Dish, but for other productions, moving them to states that have opened up earlier, um, Georgia being one of them, but it's all, it's all up in the air. I mean, I've, I've been told that agents won't be going back for the rest of the year that they'll be working out of their homes. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it changes every day uh, to what we're, what we're doing. Um, because of that, uh, there's not much we can do. I mean, in terms of uh, you know, physical work, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing is redeveloping things or, or developing things for, for uh, the future, um, shows and, and ideas and things like that. Um, but it's also given us the, the opportunity. We uh, decided that once school ends uh, in a few weeks that we're going to get in an RV and we're just going to hit the road. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we just bought an RV, yeah. a 40 foot massive motor coach. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get out of here. We want, we want the kids to see. You know, you if know. we need to, we can isolate in that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but it just gives us a, a, a change of scenery. Um, it's really the only time that I can think of that I'll ever have the opportunity where I don't have work to come back for. And also the kids don't have schools, camps, activities, birthday parties yeah. or anything really. So if we can just get in this um, RV and, and see other parts of our beautiful country, uh, you know, from, from the safety of our, our vehicle, then we're going to do that. That sounds awesome. You guys are really adapting to this whole situation <laughs> and, and saying, we're just going to still live our lives and not, and not be stuck. Tell well, me about this RV. It, Go yeah, ahead. It's, it, it, but it's also, I, we, we are definitely going to respect the, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the protocol. Yeah. If, you know, if, if it means that we, have to social and we are we're still practicing social distancing but we, we are definitely going to you know respect uh um the protocol uh but uh yeah we're we're, we're we we got this rv that has uh all the amenities of home 
um, and the bunk beds and, and king size bed. Yeah, we can it sleep up to 10. ten people. So um, two bathrooms, two full baths. Double <laughs> oh my bathroom. gosh! Can I come? <laughs> I feel like we need to like start a rock band or something. I feel like we're on tour. How fun! Us. So yeah, we're super excited about that right now, and we're you know we're getting stuff for that, and we're trying to figure out a road plan and road trip where we're gonna go. We have family all across. Um, oh, at least I do. Her parents are on the east coast, but. Um, we can go, you know, New Mexico and Idaho and Oregon and Washington. We have places where we can stay on people's properties. I can stay like, for instance, on my brother's property in Idaho and, uh, you know, never come into contact with him. Um, but still, still be on his property. <laughs> you, could, you could wave at him. That's <laughs> our plan. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Our plan is waiting. to say, hi guys, we're, yeah. we're here. Uh, yeah. and you know, and, yeah. and play it by ear, whether or not we can come in contact with people, but it's, it's pretty much. We've, we're going to fish and hike and and, and be on our own. I mean, just, just to get away from everything. I think that sounds beautiful. That's a great idea. It's going to be like I said, it's a once in a lifetime. We have nothing. Let's do it with them. It's one of those bucket list things where if you don't do it now, we're never going to do it. And we will kick ourselves for not having that opportunity. So we, I feel like we're self-isolating even more in this 40 foot truck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at least we have a house to spread out in here, but it's going to be the, it's going to be us in this, uh, in this truck. So it's going to be the summer that you always remembered. And that's the silver lining that you created. Any other silver linings that you have that you want to share before we, uh, head out? Just, I guess just the time together. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we get this time together. Um, Mark Paul being home is amazing. Um, and daddy's really involved with school and, dinner and you know we go on lots of walks we're doing you know we're going on our bikes um in the pool and uh we do board games in the in in the evening so it's literally like i think it's heaven for our kids that's so sweet this is like amazing um and it is and it's you know so i feel like it's it's like the world has stopped almost and it maybe it was almost time for that where you know, that's, it's like someone's telling us something. Let's stop. Let's slow down. Let's be with each other. That's really, you know, because everything's so fast paced. So it's really slowed it down. Yeah. It's a con- they've been with us in a concentrated fashion between 12 and 14 hours a day for the past nine months uh, where we have been here. Nine weeks. Nine weeks. I love it. We'll be talking again in nine months. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, well, hopefully we'll have lots of stories from our, from our road trip. Uh, what an experience that'll be. We have no, we, you know, we know it's going to be a lot of work. We know it's not yeah. going to be a vacation. You don't take vacations yeah. with kids. You take trips. <laughs> uh, and this will be the trip of all trips. And, but it's, Again, it, it's an experience that we'll have for a lifetime. Um, I, I, I'm so f- thankful in a way that I don't have that I can concentrate on just my family, and we can do this. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully in September we can go back to work, <laughs> make some money, and, and uh, keep it keep it going. I'm with you on that. Have the summer to ourselves. The bonding, I, I love what you were talking about, Kat. It's almost like this reset that the universe has said, hold back, stop, stop, stop. And so, yeah, but then go back in September to our lives or some some kind of 
life that we used to know. But I loved talking to you guys. I knew when I saw you at that Halloween <laughs> carnival that I wanted to talk parenting to you with you more Aww. because I was well, just we love well Deckard loves Jackson and oh. yeah, I mean he's it's like he's his idol. You just oh, yeah that's so sweet. Well Jackson loves him and they we will get them together safely. Yeah. Yeah, Some way. Out. And we talk about you guys all the time because it's so difficult for your son to leave a school that he's been at oh, for, no. you know, seven years and now moving on to a new school yeah. in this current environment. I mean, that's such an odd transition for, for him. To have to it go is through. an odd transition. You're right. And you know what? He's handling it. Okay. I think it, it were to be Asher, the, the one who's a year younger, it would have been a little bit more difficult because they're different kids, but Jackson seeming to handle it. And he said, I'm just ready for middle school. I'm grown yeah. up. I'm ready for middle school. So, you know, I'm just going to take it for that. And, uh, yeah. Just cross my fingers that I don't screw him up too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's an amazing kid. He's so right. He's yeah. just, really? yeah, he's so articulate and well-mannered. Sweet, 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 sweet boy. boy. That's a great quality yeah. for a boy. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, it was awesome to talk to you guys. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Have an awesome trip. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love hearing from parents out there doing their thing, making parenting work for them and feeling confident in it. One great takeaway for me is how informed and educated Mark, Paul and Kat are about parenting. Hashtag parenting FTW. That's hashtag parenting for the win. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kids Under Construction. You can follow me at Donna Tatro on Instagram and now on TikTok. Be sure to subscribe, download, listen, and tell your friends about this podcast. And let's keep building amazing kids together.